In this episode, we'll discuss black swan signets and how to create your own black swan orange signet watch list. I'm your host, Joe Kwanowski. In nature, a signet is a swan hatchling. I like the term black swan signet as the name for a black swan hatchling, a potential black swan in the making. Signet here seems apropos because it sounds a bit like signal, and that's a good way to think about it. Monitoring such signets can be very useful for the same reasons meteorologists monitor a tropical depression or tropical storm forming in the eastern Atlantic Ocean, which has some probability of developing into a dangerous hurricane, like the recent Hurricane Hillary. Such nascent conditions are worth watching, but not worrying about. In fact, the whole point of our strategy is to remove as much fear, worry, and paranoia as possible by using the tools of awareness, acceptance, and action, as well as others we'll be talking about in future episodes. In fact, we all were able to effectively monitor Hurricane Hillary this past week as it crawled up the west coast of Baja, Mexico, and California, which itself was a very rare event that had not happened since 1939. I'm not sure it qualifies as a true black swan, even as it took aim for Southern California, because California had days to prepare. Unlike Hurricane Hillary, which we could watch evolve, make landfall, and dissipate, a black swan signet poses a much tougher challenge precisely because of so many potential unknowns that are difficult to factor into any realistic prediction or probability. Okay, the first step is to discover what black swan signets we want to track. The next step is to decide how to monitor these signets as they evolve. And third, we can then start to develop strategies for dealing with them. So in identifying and developing an effective strategy regarding unexpected, sudden, rare, and potentially catastrophic events, we cannot rely on the usual frameworks and tropes. Consider, for example, think outside the box. This trope puts the starting place for our thinking in a box, whatever that is supposed to mean. But look, there's no box, no inside, no outside, no four sides. We just want to simply clear our minds, drop our assumptions, both of which are much harder than most people think, and try to formulate our basic goal or task. Then we open our awareness as wide as we can, just like the aperture of a camera lens, to let in as much light in the form of data of all kinds. Once we have a pretty good pool of data, we can then start to focus and filter that data to optimize its relevance to our goal, our particular black swan signet. Fortunately, we have recently been given perhaps one of the most extraordinary lenses for data refining since the early days of internet search, and that's AI in the form of ChatGBT. Anyone interested in gathering information that could be helpful in identifying potential black swan signets and developing strategies for dealing with them must become familiar with ChatGBT. It's a game changer. So I'll walk you through how to do this with an easy example using a fairly simple prompt. That's what chatbots call a question or the successor to a Google search and the response from the Bing chatbot with GBT4. Let me just emphasize that how you phrase your prompt is critically important. So you want to spend a good amount of time thinking through exactly how you want to phrase it, keeping in mind that you can modify it after you review the answer you get to your initial prompt. I began with this prompt on the Microsoft Bing chatbot, or what I call Bada Bing. What are the most likely sudden catastrophic events that could occur in the next 12 months? Okay, so what I was looking for here 
was likely black swan events in the coming year. But I don't want to get locked into what I mean or what ChatGBT thinks I mean from its scanning of the internet as to a black swan event. And I want the net I cast with my words to be wide enough to include catastrophic events that actually might not strictly fit the various definitions of a black swan event. Also, I did want to put a time limit on it because I'm really interested in shorter time horizons rather than longer ones. Part of the reason for that is the further out in time you look, the less reliable your results will be because so many more unforeseeable factors can change with time. And I'm already asking about uncertain and unpredictable events. So for the first prompt, I'm creating a fairly loose net to have the Bing chatbot cast over information available on the web. Okay, so I entered my prompt, waited less than a minute, and here's what Bada Bing replied. That is a very difficult question to answer as there are many uncertainties and complexities involved in predicting the future of global catastrophic events. However, based on the information I found from the web search results, I will try to give you some possible scenarios with the caveat that they are not definitive or conclusive. One of the most likely sudden catastrophic events that could occur in the next 12 months is a food system shock caused by extreme droughts and floods hitting multiple global grain-producing regions simultaneously. This could result in widespread food insecurity, malnutrition, and social unrest, especially in the most vulnerable countries. According to one article, this event has a probability of one in six per decade and could be exacerbated by climate change. Another possible sudden catastrophic event is a large-scale war or conflict triggered by geopolitical tensions, resource scarcity, or ideological differences. This could lead to massive casualties, displacement, and humanitarian crises, as well as environmental degradation and nuclear proliferation. According to another article, there are several potential flashpoints for such a conflict, such as the South China Sea, the Middle East, or Ukraine. A third potential sudden catastrophic event is a rapid sea level rise caused by a collapse of the West Antarctic ice sheet or a disruption of the Atlantic Meridional overturning circulation, or AMOC. That's the large system of ocean currents in the Atlantic that carries warm water from the tropics northwest to the North Atlantic, driven by differences in ocean temperature and salinity. This could inundate coastal areas and islands, displacing millions of people and damaging critical infrastructure and ecosystems. According to another article, this event has a low probability but a high impact and could be avoided if we limit global warming to well below 2 degrees Celsius. These are just some of the possible scenarios of sudden catastrophic events that could occur in the next 12 months. There are many other factors and uncertainties that could influence the likelihood and severity of these events, such as human behavior, technological innovation, natural variability, and random chance. Therefore, it is important to be prepared for any contingency and to take action to reduce the risks and mitigate the impacts of these events. Okay, that's it for my first inquiry. The result also listed the web-based resources it used for its reply. You definitely want to look at those carefully because of the still ballad trope from the earliest days of the computer, which states garbage in, garbage out, which can be greatly amplified by AI to give you bad information and what are euphemistically called hallucinations. Now, let's turn to the actual content of the response. I must admit that the possibility of a large-scale war starting in the South China Sea, the Ukraine, or the Middle East doesn't really seem like a stretch at this point. Neither does a rapid sea level rise from collapse of the Western Antarctic Ice Sheet, or AMOC, 
These constitute validations of the known rather than revelations of the unknown or unexpected. Sort of like the idea that the supervolcano underneath Yellowstone National Park will become active at some point in time. Yes, of course. But not really helpful information for our purposes. But the first event, a food system shock caused by extreme droughts and floods hitting multiple major global grain-producing regions simultaneously? Now that is more like the Maui wildfires, a confluence of several events in unusual conditions at the same place and time. I had not imagined how potentially easy the increasing number of extreme droughts and floods could combine to create a global shock to the food system. Now, here we face a crossroads in our investigation of potential black swan signets. We could keep just drilling down with more iterative prompts on bada-bing, but this is where I recommend pausing for two reasons. First, I want to recalibrate to see where I am with my awareness, acceptance, and action. I definitely received some new information I'd not considered, but I then quickly also realized that what I'm missing at this point is knowing exactly what to look for and how to increase my awareness as this black swan signet evolves. Second, I recall one of the best pieces of life advice my father gave me. He was a manufacturing and industrial engineer, and he used to tell me, always use the right tool for the right job. So I wanted to evaluate whether the Bing chatbot was still a useful tool for my purposes at this point. After assessing where I was in this awareness of the what and how of the signet I'm interested in, I decided to give Bada Bing one more prompt on this particular black swan signet to get the useful information I need to monitor it. So I entered the following prompt. How can an individual monitor the factors and conditions that could combine to create a food system shock caused by extreme droughts and floods hitting multiple major global grain-producing regions simultaneously? What resources would help in staying aware and up-to-date on evolving risks and threats of such a food system shock and its consequences? Okay, so Bada Bing replied, that is a very good question. Monitoring the factors and conditions that could combine to create a food system shock caused by extreme droughts and floods hitting multiple major global grain-producing regions simultaneously is not an easy task. However, there are some resources that could help you stay aware and up-to-date on the evolving risks and threats of such a scenario. Here are some of them. First, the Food Security Information Network, FSIN. This is a global initiative co-sponsored by Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations to strengthen food and nutrition security information systems for producing reliable and accurate data to guide analysis and decision-making. FSIN produces regular reports, bulletins, and dashboards on the current and projected food security situation in different regions and countries, as well as the drivers and impacts of food system shocks. Okay, now this could be a good resource for gathering data over time in particular regions, at least at a very high level. Next, the Global Food Security Index, GFSI. This is an annual ranking tool developed by the Economist Intelligence Unit and sponsored by Corteva AgriScience. It measures the state of food security in 113 countries based on four dimensions, affordability, availability, quality, and safety, and natural resources and resilience. It also provides indicators of exposure to and sensitivity to climate change, as well as adaptive capacity to cope with food system shocks. Now, this sounds like the previous resource, a good, a good resource for gathering data that could represent a current barometer of the food security status in various countries. Okay, so next, the Famine Early Warning Systems Network, FUSE-NET. 
This is a leading provider of early warning and analysis on acute food insecurity. Created by USAID in 1985 to help decision-makers plan for humanitarian crises, ViewsNet monitors and analyzes relevant data and information in terms of rainfall, crop production, prices, trade, nutrition, and livelihoods in 36 of the most food-insecure countries in the world. It also produces monthly reports, maps, and alerts on current and future food security conditions. Now, that sounds much closer to a usable resource for our Black Swan Signet as a leading provider of early warning and analysis on acute food insecurity. So I would probably check that one first. And finally, there's the Global Report on Food Crisis, GRFC. This is an annual publication that provides a comprehensive overview of the severity and magnitude of acute food insecurity and malnutrition in crisis-affected countries. It is produced by an international alliance of UN agencies, regional organizations, and NGOs with technical support from FSIN. It identifies the main drivers of food crises such as conflict, weather extremes, pests and diseases, economic shocks and displacement, and provides recommendations for humanitarian and development responses. Sounds very much like the first one, but probably worth a look anyway. The chatbot response ends with this. There are some of the resources that could help you monitor the factors and conditions that could combine to create a food system shock caused by extreme droughts and floods hitting multiple major global grain-producing regions simultaneously. However, you should also be aware that these resources may have limitations in terms of data availability, quality, timeliness, and coverage. Therefore, you should always cross-check the information from different sources and use your own judgment and critical thinking skills to assess the reliability and validity of the data. I hope this answer was helpful to you. That last part is really important to remember. Always use your own judgment and critical thinking skills to assess the reliability and validity of the data. Okay, so that is exactly the kind of specific information I was hoping for that could allow me to monitor the black swan signet I identified. But I have one more information need on this topic. And remember, this is not just a mental or wait-and-see exercise. I need to know what are the possible actions I could take to mitigate the effects of this food shock signet suddenly growing into a mature black swan event. So how do I prepare? My final prompt to bada-bing was the following. What actions could I take for me and my family to mitigate the risks and threats of an acute food system shock and its consequences? Would something like a hydroponic food garden be effective? Here's the response. To mitigate the risks and threats of an acute food system shock and its consequences, you and your family could take some actions, such as prepare an emergency food supply. This could include non-perishable foods that can last for a long time without refrigeration, such as canned goods, dried fruits, nuts, seeds, grains, beans, and spices. You could also store some water, cooking oil, salt, sugar, and other essentials. You should check the expiration dates of your food items regularly and rotate them as needed. You should also have a manual can opener, a portable stove, matches, and utensils. Okay, so that's the basic prepper, disaster preparedness kind of recommendations. All good. Next, grow your own food. This could include planting a vegetable garden, raising chickens or other animals, or using hydroponic systems. Hydroponics is a method of growing plants without soil using water and nutrients. Hydroponic systems can be effective in producing fresh and nutritious food in a small space with less water and fertilizer than conventional agriculture. However, hydroponic systems also require electricity, pumps, pipes, and other equipment that may not be available or reliable during a food system shock. Therefore, you should have a backup plan in case your hydroponic system fails or is damaged. Next, support local food producers. This could include buying food from local farmer markets 
community-supported agricultural programs, or cooperatives. Local food producers may be more resilient to food system shocks than large-scale industrial farms that depend on global supply chains and inputs. By supporting local food producers, you can also reduce your environmental impact, improve your health, and strengthen your community ties. Now, Bada Bing also suggested reducing food waste as well as staying informed and connected, which we discussed earlier. So I think that's a good place to leave it for now. I hope this gives you some feel for how to use AI in identifying black swan signets. But remember the key takeaways. Keeping track of black swan signets is just as important as staying informed of potential hurricanes or tornadoes if you live in a vulnerable area. Number two, use chat GPT to help identify potential unexpected and rare threats that could be catastrophic for you and your family. Three, consider consulting chat GPT for what and how to best monitor the facts and conditions that could allow a signet to quickly grow into a full-fledged black swan event. Four, Identify appropriate actions you can take before your identified black swan signet is no longer small, warm, and cuddly. In his book, Black Swans, The Impact of the Highly Improbable, Nassim Taleb reminds us to maintain an attitude of gratitude. Or, as he puts it, don't be like the ingrate who got a castle as a present and worried about the mildew in the bathroom. Stop looking the gift horse in the mouth. Remember that you are a black swan.